Hey, Shanna, did you know that you can purchase audiobooks directly from your local bookstore? Yes. With Libro FM, you'll get the same audiobooks at the same price as the largest audiobook company out there. You know the name. But with Libro FM, you get to search up your local indie bookstore and support them instead. And if you're new to audiobooks, they're the perfect way to squeeze more reading into your busy life. I constantly have a book in my ear because cleaning the house or exercising is so much more fun while reading. Sign up for Libro.fm and use the code GOODBOOKS to get two books instead of one for the price of your first month's membership. Good books. Good books. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Best Book Club podcast. I'm Shanna. And I'm Jen. And today we're talking about e-readers. Yes. If you have been on the fence about whether or not you want to try an e-reader, or maybe you aren't sure which one to get, this episode was made for you. But first, what are you reading? I am reading on my e-reader, Reaper Man. By Terry Pratchett. It's oh, one yay. of the, uh, yeah, the death novels. <laughs> so it's been so lovely being back in the disc world. And yeah, it's going really good. It's uh, about death. He finds out he's going to die. So he goes to live the rest of his life as a farmhand. <laughs> and uh, yeah, nothing on the disc is dying. So it's uh, life force is building up. It's, it's quite complicated. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very good. Sounds pretty good. How about you? Um, I am. I really wanted to have it finished, but I still have about 20 minutes. I am reading Detransition Baby by Tori Peters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this is one of the ones from the, the Women's Prize for Fiction long list. And it is really, 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 really good, um, which I was kind of a little bit surprised about. I don't know. I wasn't too interested in a story about, I guess, three people raising a baby together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of sounded a bit of like, I don't know if anyone has seen the movie Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> I think we can safely say I have not. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Uh, this is like the queer version is what I felt like, but it's so much more than that. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, no, it's really, really good. It gives you such a raw look through the lens of a trans woman, which I've never experienced before. So it's really interesting. All of my experience um, in my life has been with trans men, like I know quite a few, but not trans women. So it's been really, really interesting, actually, to learn more about their lives and their struggles and what they deal with. Yeah, that does make that one sound more interesting to me. It just being a relationship drama made me want to snore. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of relationship drama, but it goes so much deeper than that. And it kind of goes back into each of these characters' stories and explains exactly why they are the way they are and how their gender and their sexuality all kind of plays together and adds up to kind of what they're doing now. It's really, really good. Interesting. So yeah, I'm hoping to finish that sometime because it's taking me forever. Yeah. So I'm loving it. But yeah, that's all I got going right now. Oh, awesome. Okay, so I guess we can just get into it. There's nothing to spoil today. No. So obviously, e-reading has been a big thing in the world for quite a while, but we are both relatively new to the world of e-books. Yeah, I was so not 
into the idea of reading books on a device. And I fully resisted it until pretty much exactly a year ago. Yeah, me either. And also two. (laughs) (laughs) I was so stubborn about it. Yeah, me too. Except I was mostly stuck up instead of stubborn. (laughs) (laughs) So what changed a year ago? Well, I was almost due with Callie and my friend Sherry wanted to get me a gift because with COVID, none of you got to throw me the baby shower that I was very reluctantly agreeing to. (laughs) But anyways, she wanted to get me something, but I really didn't need anything at all for the baby. So I suggested an e-reader in the end because... It probably wasn't something that I I would buy for myself, but I thought it might be kind of useful to have once Callie was born. I was a little bit worried that I wouldn't be able to keep up with my reading and thought it would be so handy to have a book that I could read one-handed and in the dark. Yes, it is the actual best for nighttime reading with a little one. I always have mine set to dark mode. I actually have everything set to dark mode. Like if it can dark mode, I will do it. And anyways, yeah, so it's so good for not distracting the baby. And we bed share. And so it's so handy because the dark screen doesn't distract my big kid either the way that my book light does. Yeah, so we can just go ahead and add one point to the Kindle side and minus one point for the Kobo side because, and I know you're going to be so disappointed in this (laughs) and possibly even upset that I haven't mentioned it before, but Kobo does not have dark mode. Ah. Well, boo. It's actually something that I've purposefully kept from you a little bit. (laughs) I knew you'd be so upset. Uh, Yeah, no, everything I have, it's like you have to squint to read it, and I like it that way. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I didn't know that. And I have been wanting to add a Kobo to my collection, as you well know. (laughs) So I will have to keep that in mind while I'm shopping. Yeah. They do have night mode where the light turns yellow instead of blue and you can adjust the brightness, but it's definitely still a light. (laughs) I've read that there is a very technical hack that you can do to force it into dark mode, but to me that sounds like code for breaking it, (laughs) which I do not want to risk. But yeah, I would use the hell out of dark mode if I had the choice. If anyone has done this hack, please let me know because I want to hear all about it. I want to know if it's worth it. Me too. (laughs) Hey, so you've all probably figured it out. I have a Kobo, the Clara to be specific, and you have a Kindle. Yes, I have a Kindle Paperwhite and I love it. My husband and, okay, my kids got it for me for Mother's Day last year. I don't really think that they had much to do with it, but their names were on the card, so I guess it's from them. Uh, This was not my first e-reader, though. 1,000 years ago, or at least like way back when Andrew and I were still just dating, well, one Christmas he got me an e-reader. And the thing is, okay, I don't, I don't even know. It was all German. Like the instructions, everything was completely (laughs) German. (laughs) Um, I do not speak German. So I couldn't get it to connect to the internet either. And it was... It was so awful. Uh, My poor guy was so bummed out because, like, I hated it. And it wasn't (laughs) cheap. Uh, We ended up returning it, though, and I bought a PlayStation 3. So it all turned out okay in the end. This is long enough ago the PlayStation 3 was new. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, that doesn't sound like a very good first experience. Uh, I read that Sony came out with one in 2004. Does that sound familiar? But I guess that wouldn't explain the German part. No, 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 definitely not Sony. <laughs> uh, Andrew, he didn't have any idea about e-readers. And to be fair, neither did I. So like, even if I'd had any input, it probably wouldn't have helped. He just believed what the guy at the store said and bought the one that he told him to. Uh, so e-readers have come like such a long way since then, obviously. <laughs> they come in English now. Yeah, I'm just wondering because we're in Canada where a German e-reader even came from. <laughs> I don't know, it was so German. It's so weird. <laughs> we hardly even have stuff in French, realistically. <laughs> I, I do not know. And Okay, so Andrew and I got together in 2007. And we hadn't been together for too terribly long. Like, this was our first or second Christmas together. So I think the e-readers back then were probably still pretty weak, just across the board. Ah, uh, well. It was a really nice thought, though, Andrew. Good man. He really tries. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so why did I resist e-reading for so long? I think the biggest reason is that I just love my physical books so much. As much as I would prefer to be a minimalist, I love things. <laughs> I love to have lots and lots of stuff. And books are a big part of that. Uh, I'm a hoarder, apparently. <laughs> um, I don't want to spend money on digital copies of things like not even movies like no, I, I want the actual thing. It's just not the same. Also, I like to lend things out to people and that's not possible with digital media. Plus, if all my books are on a teeny tiny device, how would anyone know that I read all these books? It's a real problem. Uh, well, I guess that one way to make sure people know how many books we've read is to start an entire podcast about it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. You're right. We're good. <laughs> this is me saving shelf space. Yes. <laughs> I also love my physical books, and it was one of the things that made me resist e-readers for so long. Uh, now that I have little kids, I am far less attached to them. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Like, I love them dearly. But I also only have 900 square feet to live in with all of these other humans. And as much as I love my books, there's only so much shelf space. My kids also adore my books, as in they love tearing them off the shelves and reading them. <sighs> I can only clean them up so many times before I was just ready to reduce the number that I own. I actually really like that having my e-reader has made me more selective about what I actually purchase. But just like you, I also love lending out books, so that is a bit of a bummer. Also, when I'm talking about books with people, which this might not surprise you, but I do a lot, <laughs> uh, I like being able to look at my shelves. It's a lot harder with a digital library. Yeah. Now I only buy books that I really, really love. So it has forced me to be more selective with what I actually purchase, for sure. And I feel the same in terms of living in a small space and having small children, but I haven't quite gotten to the book culling phase yet. <laughs> I just know that I still regret pretty much every single book that I've ever gotten rid of. I would bring them all back if I could. <laughs> yeah, I have a few like that, but overall I have made peace with it. <laughs> Yeah, anyways, I had plenty of reasons why I resisted e-reading, but once I allowed myself to actually try it out, I love it now. Mm -hmm. I still love my physical books, obviously, but I know now that everyone wasn't lying when they said how great e-books were. They're so good. They save space and money 
And I love saving both of those things. So it really works for me. So today on Fun Facts with Jen, (laughs) we have just a tiny little history lesson. The first known recorded concept of an e-reader was in 1930, when writer Bob Brown wrote that he predicted that paper books would become obsolete in a manifesto titled The Readies after watching one of the first talkies, which of course is a film with talking. Of course. Of course. He claimed to have invented a machine that you could carry with you, plug in, and read books super fast. There have been quite a few attempts to make this happen over the years, some that I was pretty surprised about, and I'll share some of the photos over on our socials because it's like actually ridiculous (laughs) what they look like, but I think it was all pretty unsuccessful until the Kindle was released in 2007. Oh, So the Kindle had just barely been released when I got my German monstrosity. Just barely. I mean, they really should have mentioned that one. (laughs) Probably would have been marginally better, at least. (laughs) Maybe it was a Kindle, but it was just a German one. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) They accidentally ordered a German one and gave it to the dumb guy who was (laughs) looking for something for his wife. Like, this guy clearly doesn't know what he's talking about. Give him the the weird one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. People are always asking if they should get a Kindle or a Kobo, because those are the two, like, major ones. But I'm sure there are other brands. I think the third one that would be considered big is the Nook. At least that's the only other one I've ever really seen mentioned. And even then, not often. I had literally never heard of that before, but I just found out that it is the one put out by Barnes & Noble, which is not in Canada at all. So it makes sense that I wouldn't hear about it. Yeah, that, that does make sense. That does make sense. Yep. Personally, I really went back and forth about which one to get because I feel like Kindle is the more popular of the two, but I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. I did ask Instagram and based on our followers, 71% said that they use the Kindle. So <laughs> yeah, Kindle wins. <laughs> but one thing I do know that I had to consider was where we live. I don't know what the rules are where you all are, but in Canada, we aren't able to read books from the library on Kindle, only Kobo. I don't know why, because it's really annoying. Mm -hmm. So this was one of the main reasons that I ended up going with the Kobo, and I'm actually so glad that I did. This is why I am considering getting a Kobo as well, basically just to be my library book. I love my Kindle. But the one thing I was sad about was not being able to use OverDrive, which is how you borrow from the library. I don't really understand why people in the US can use it, but our library systems are different, obviously, but it really sucks. Overall, as Canadians, Kobo is probably a better choice in a lot of ways, since even our Amazon is kind of crap compared to the States. I like mine a lot though, so I'm not complaining that much. Yeah, I mean, I I am considering also getting a Kindle for a few reasons, although my reasons aren't really that great. <laughs> but I just want more things. I just, I want one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of the actual reasons is that I would like to partake in dark mode without breaking it. So good. So obviously there's that. <laughs> and another reason is because when I do have to buy books, which doesn't happen very often because if I'm paying money, I would 
really rather just buy the physical copy most of the time. But when I do have to buy the ebook, I find that they are actually so expensive from Kobo, and it's just not really worth it. I may be wrong, but I think the books from Amazon are less expensive. But regardless, I still to this day regret paying $18.99 for A Beautifully Foolish Endeavor by Hank Green, because I love that book, and I bought it on my e-reader. But now I don't own a physical copy, just this e-copy, and I cannot justify spending another 30 or so bucks on a copy of a book that I technically already own and I also have already read. Like, $18.99 <laughs> is a lot of money for not a book that you ha- can hold in your hand. Yeah, that's true. I scout deals on my Kindle all the time. Like, I regularly get books for two or three bucks. I think the most I pay is around $12, and that's basically every time I buy a Discworld book. Like, part of me wants to collect the Discworld series for my shelf, but the other part knows I don't have room for 41 more books in this house. <laughs> no, it's, it's a little big of a series, I think. <laughs> yeah. I have found a few deals on my Kobo, and really, I'm still crying about the fact that all of the Court of Thorns and Roses series sold for, like, a dollar on New Year's Day, and I missed it. Ugh. <sighs> I'm even more sad now that I know how much I love those books. And the covers are so ugly that you could have had them on the e-reader. Right? I just wouldn't have to see them on my shelf. I'm Ugh. still going to buy them. What am yeah, I talking about? That's true. <laughs> but yeah, I would have loved to have them on my e-reader as well. Deals do happen, but I feel like they're less often and maybe just less like found outable. I don't know. I guess it's easier to have an Amazon wish list and then know when books you actually want to buy go on sale. I don't have, I mean, maybe you can have a Kobo wish list. I don't know. I haven't <laughs> looked. <laughs> maybe I should have. <laughs> um, I have bought tons of books on it. And by tons, I mean like probably five <laughs> that I have seen on sale, but I don't actually really want to read them. They're like impulse buys. They have like a book deal of the day and I'm like, ooh, $1 deal. Oh yeah, me and Amazon, we have a, it's not an abusive relationship, but it, okay, it might be where every day I check those deals and, oh, you know, books that have been on my TBR just show up and they're a $1.99. And I say, okay, okay, yeah, you convinced not? me. Then you buy 10 and now it's <laughs> It's still such a good deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Never mind. It's good. <laughs> but yeah, there are tons of features on my Kindle that I still haven't really taken the time to learn about and try using. But I should really take myself on a date and spend some time drinking coffee and discovering all of my Kindle secrets blessedly alone if I can. Yeah, maybe if you're ever allowed to go anywhere ever again. Yeah, no. I'll be <laughs> hiding in the bathroom at the coffee shop. <laughs> Don't yeah. tell anyone I'm in here. <laughs> yeah, that works. <laughs> I could do that. Yeah, but I'm still finding features on mine sometimes, but my instincts say that the Kindle probably has more features. I don't know. Uh, one thing that I do love that both do is highlight. I love the option to quickly highlight lines or passages that I love because I do not have the guts to do it in my physical books <laughs> and I don't have time to write out notes. Yes, I also love the highlighting feature. Since I read so much Discworld on my e-reader, I love going into my highlights because I just sit there and giggle at <laughs> all of these highlights that I have. But anyways, another thing that I love about my Paperwhite is that it's waterproof. I haven't tested it, 
but I am 100% less stressed out about reading it in the bath or at the pool, knowing that it can take a few splashes or God forbid, an actual swim and it would come out of it okay. I need durability in all things since my lifestyle doesn't really handle with care these days. Yes, I love that. Uh, You can get waterproof Kobos, but of course they tend to cost more money. So I went with the cheaper route and I do wish that I had the waterproof one because same durability would be so helpful for me right now. The waterproof Kobo is like $300. Is it? Yeah. I was looking at them and I said, good night. Like, I'll just buy another one if it gets wet. (laughs) Shoot. Okay. That must be why I went the cheaper route because I was asking for it for a gift. (laughs) Yeah. That would be a little bit excessive. Wow. It's a lot. Yeah. Hmm. I currently have 62 books on my e-reader and that is a lot of shelf space saved. I just went into my Kindle app to check how many titles I've read on my e-reader in a year, and it said nine, so that isn't right, but Mm. then I noticed that that is only in 2021. In 2020, I read 26 titles. So total, since I got this e-reader nearly one year ago, I have read 35 books on it, which is not too bad. Oh, that's pretty good. I have 10. And I've only read one. (laughs) But no, that's just the books that I've purchased. I have read many, 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 many books, but it doesn't, it doesn't count any of the ones from the library. Oh, I feel like that would break my heart. Yeah, it's sad. I log all of my reading, so it's not like I'm going to forget. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of, I've totally lost my reading log. Oh, you you fool. I know. It's somewhere. I don't know. Yeah, I get the majority of my books from the library, so yeah, it doesn't it doesn't track it at all. Okay, so does Kobo have reading insights like my Kindle app does? Like it tracks the number of days and weeks in a row I read and some other stuff. Uh the number of books, like I said, and maybe more things, I don't know. Uh no, not really. I mean, I guess I did notice that I get emails with some info. Like yesterday I saw one. I was like, oh, cool. It does tell me how long it took me to read a book when I get to the end, which always makes me feel kind of bad because I think I'm a little bit of a slow reader and I don't (laughs) really need to be reminded. Uh, It says that I've spent a total of 226 hours reading. (laughs) The one book? Yeah, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably why your stats look so bad. Yeah, (laughs) possibly. (laughs) I don't know what the 226 hours is for since I got it in the last year. Like, that can't be right. I don't know. It doesn't say. There's... Also a place where you can earn badges for things like reading for two hours straight or sharing five times on Facebook. But I literally just don't care about stupid things like that. So I didn't even care enough to look at them because they were so stupid. (laughs) I love it when they gamify my stats. Yeah. (laughs) I thought like, oh, this must be a gamer thing because it does not (laughs) interest me at all. (laughs) I like all my reading chivos. It's pretty good. No, not interesting to me at all. I know we get them on Audible as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Still don't care? (laughs) No, don't care at all. So another thing I like about my Kindle is that Amazon owns Goodreads as well, which, yes, there's some issues there. But I like that I can update my Goodreads from my Kindle when I finish a book. It's very, very convenient for me. 
That is super handy for sure. I have been trying to move away from Goodreads and use the story graph instead, but Goodreads is just that much more convenient, so I'm finding it difficult in a very silly way, which I think maybe we'll save this combo though for a whole episode on tracking reading perhaps. Yes, that sounds good. Yeah, but that's kind of like the one good thing about Kindle is that it's kind of like with Apple where like there's so many things connected to that one device and mm-hmm. and it just makes it so much easier. Yes. Something I would really love to be able to do on my e-reader that isn't an option for me on this one anyways is to be able to read picture books and manga and graphic novels. I can get these books in an e-format, but they aren't compatible with my e-reader. My son loves books and sometimes we like to grab a book from the Kindle store Like there's something you can do called Prime Reading that has a bunch of books in the type of library you can borrow from if you're a Prime member, which obviously I am. It sounds like I've got all Amazon products. (laughs) Uh, And so that's why I actually have a bunch of Pete the Cat books in my Kindle library. So that's why my reading looks so impressive. I read a lot of (laughs) Pete the Cat. It counts. We have to read those ones on the phone or a tablet, though. Yeah, that's something that is missing from e-readers for sure. I think possibly a big component of that would be the lack of color. It's got to be possible. I don't know. I can see pictures in my books just fine, I think. Uh, You said the Radium Girls had the pictures in the e-book, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they can see the covers of books. So, But yeah, they're definitely not in color, so that would be a problem with those types of books, I think. I wonder... Manga often is still just black and white. That's true. I haven't tried to get one on my e-reader. No. But somehow I doubt that it's going to go for it. Probably not, but it should. Because, yeah, as far as I can see, it's recommended to read those ones on a full-size tablet. I can't find any e-readers that can do it. Just Mm -hmm. in my little bit of research, anyways. Um, So I guess the conclusion to this section of Kobo versus Kindle is that they both have pros and cons, but all in all, we freaking love our e-readers and we are willing to admit that we were wrong. So wrong. I am spreading the good e-reader word wherever I can these days. Me too. But here, riddle me this. A question I hear a lot is... Well, why would I buy an e-reader when I can just read books on my phone, tablet, computer, etc.? Which, I mean, sure, why would someone drop literally hundreds of dollars on a special device just for reading when all of these other devices can technically serve the same purpose? This was definitely a question that I had before I got an e-reader, although I never actually asked anyone. I just assumed that I knew the answer. (laughs) I didn't. I didn't know. If you're someone who only reads a couple of books a year, it probably wouldn't be worth it. Except actually, I still think it it would be, honestly. But I am hugely biased. Yeah, we think that it's so worth it that we want to own multiple (laughs) e-readers to serve multiple purposes. Maybe we should mention now that we are not affiliated with Amazon or Kobo, and so these opinions are entirely our own. Unless, of course, Amazon or Kobo want to give us money, best underscore book club at outlook.com. If either of these companies want to reach out and sponsor us. Yes, please do. (laughs) Reading on your phone or tablet or whatever for extended periods of time, it affects some people worse than others. It's all about that blue light, baby. E-readers have different types of screens and use e-ink. 
Basically, the whole thing is designed to look like paper. Also, they're lit differently from our typical screens, so they're specially made to reduce eye strain. Oh, and no glare. I I love it. Love it. There is no way that you can read comfortably outside on a nice day with your phone or tablet. Mm -mm. We spend so much time looking at screens already. And sure, the e-reader is technically another screen, but I promise you it is different. It honestly feels like reading paper, like on your eyes, not your hands, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) And since it only serves the one function, it's easier to maintain your focus on actually reading. Except actually, I'm sorry, I lied a little bit. It also serves the function of shopping for books impulsively. (laughs) Yeah. So there's that. I do that a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you can be distracted just with more books in a bookish way. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. It's so different than reading on a phone or a tablet screen. And yeah, not having the ability to see notifications pop up and distract me from what I'm reading is so necessary for me or not being able to just switch to another app. Not that I don't just like pick up my phone most of the time, (laughs) but you know, I have the option to not. (laughs) There's also the fact that anytime I do anything on my phone, it almost immediately goes to zero battery. (laughs) yeah yeah your phone does that (laughs) yes always did (laughs) uh the battery life on my e-reader is incredible i am always surprised when i actually have to charge it me too it lasts for literally ever and then also charges really fast when it's dead which is great because as with all my electronic (laughs) devices i always play the game let's see how dead the battery can really get before i charge anything (laughs) It's really annoying. (laughs) And yet it's your favorite game. (laughs) It's my favorite game. (laughs) E-readers are bigger to carry around than a phone, mostly. I don't even actually know because have you seen some phones now? Like, I'm still not over Andrew upgrading my phone to this monster that I have now. And it does not fit comfortably in my hands. (sighs) (laughs) It's been like a year. I'm still mad. (laughs) Yeah. I understand. (laughs) So they're still smaller than carrying around most books. I mean, I still carry around both because that's who I am as a person. But I'm sure, I'm sure that they are smaller than most tablets or laptops. Definitely. Definitely, probably. (laughs) Definitely, probably, most of the time. (laughs) We used to be striving for the smallest phones, and now they're just getting bigger and bigger. If I don't have a case on, I can totally fit my Kobo in my back pocket. So it's actually quite small and light. Speaking of, in terms of comparing them to physical books, because they are so small and light, reading is so much easier. Mm -hmm. No more hand cramps trying to hold up the huge honkin' hardcover. And laying in bed reading is also infinitely easier. It's so much better. I actually obviously have a case on mine because of my entire life, but I loved when I didn't. Yeah, me too. I do really love that I have the option to read my books on my phone still. Since I have the Kindle app installed, if I'm out in like a lineup, say, and I don't have my e-reader or a book on me, I can still get a few pages in. I like having that option instead of mindlessly scrolling on whatever I might scroll through that day. I don't want to knock these other devices because... Like, wow, have they ever made our lives easier in a lot of ways. But as a dedicated reading device, 
If you read often enough and have the funds kicking around, I say take the plunge and just invest in an e-reader. Yes, definitely. And yeah, Kobo also has an app. So I do the same thing, read a page or two and I can, and I don't have a physical book or Kobo with me. Like it's great. Oh, you should also mention, uh, what is it called? Like Whisper Something? Ooh, Whisper Sync. Yeah. Yes. I'm still getting the hang of it. And honestly, it doesn't really serve much of a purpose for me since you have to own the book on both Audible and Kindle, which is like two not physical <laughs> books to pay for. Yeah, true. Because, um, yeah. Do I look like I made a money? I shouldn't. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I usually look like I just crawled out of a bush. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, no. no. <laughs> yeah, this has nothing to do with me spending all of my time hiding from my children, like literally in bushes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, WhisperSync is really cool. Like it syncs up your position in your ebook and your audiobook. So when you stop listening to one, it'll pick up your last spot on the other. I used it when I was reading The Radium Girls because I was so worried I wasn't going to finish in time. I bought the audiobook as well. Yeah, that would be super handy, but yeah, buying both books, that mm -hmm. would not be as good. But for rich people, that's super great. <laughs> that must be so nice to be them. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that came out of the increased popularity of e-reading was an increase in self-publishing. I'm pretty sure you were able to self-publish your books in physical copies somewhere in the past, but the introduction of ebooks meant that anyone could publish and distribute their books for a fraction of the cost of traditional self-publishing. I vaguely remember looking into it in like 2006. It was very expensive and not easy, if I recall correctly. Oh, for sure. And okay, so I know Amazon is evil, blah, blah, blah. I am not going to deny that. Uh, Bezos, if you're listening... Can I have some money, you know, since you have all of it? And we have none. <laughs> we have none of it? Come on. Thank you. <laughs> um, anyways, a great thing about it, though, is it made it easier for people to self-publish and actually make money from their work. Yeah, I definitely try to limit my Amazon usage and support <laughs> when possible, but there are advantages to a ginormous company like them. They have a lot of resources and the ability to make those resources easily accessible to mass amounts of people. And yeah, as we've seen in the huge demand and rise of romance and erotic literature since ebooks and e-publishing became popular. Yeah, as readers, we can purchase and read the books that we might not want to show off on the bus or at work discreetly with e-readers, which is immensely helpful. Yeah, no more printing off your own paper covers for your books. <laughs> yeah, just to cover up uh, my... Fifty Shades. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this has also created a way for more authors of every color, creed, gender, and sexuality to sell their work, which is great. Traditional publishing is slowly getting better that way as well, but this was a much faster and easier door, I would say. But uh, I should say that hitting it big is still incredibly rare, even if the opportunity to self-publish is more readily available with the rise in e-publishing. From what I've read, it's still a ton of work since you are also responsible for everything else that goes into it, which of course, if you had a deal with a traditional publisher, you would normally have some help with. Basically, it's still hard if you want to really make money doing it. 
Yeah, one thing I have heard about is people selling erotica short stories for like a dollar and then actually making quite a lot of money because people will like so easily spend a dollar on something. And then 30,000 people say, sure. And then there you go. $30,000. I mean, I don't know how accurate that is at all. And I'm sure that the pool of self-published anything is going to be huge. So trying to get your thing seen in a sea of things will be difficult, but not impossible. There's hope. It happens. Probably. Yeah. Just keep on swimming. Yeah. <laughs> keep trying. That's a movie quote. Yeah. so for anyone out there who doesn't know about this now you are gonna know we both use the libby app which connects to our local library and gives us the ability to check out audiobooks and for me on my kobo ebooks you can also use libby and read your ebooks on your phone or your tablet but in my case it connects right to my kobo and allows me to read away for free It's a great app, and I 100% recommend it. I use it every single day of my life, and all you need is a library card, and you are in. Yes, I adore Libby and use it religiously. I love that I get to support my local library and save money, and also books for free. It's fantastic, and I think everyone should try it. So good. Yeah, so we love our e-readers, and you really can't go wrong between Kindle and Kobo. They're both great, so we recommend them both. But if you're in Canada and want to connect to your library, go with the Kobo for sure. Yes, I have actually requested a Kobo for Mother's Day, so let's see how much these suckers love me this year. I thought about asking for a Kindle for Mother's Day, but after (laughs) preparing for this episode, I decided it wasn't really worth it, I was like, nah, maybe I'll just keep my Kobo. Yeah, I mean, if I could connect to the library, I would be perfectly happy. Oh, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, that is all we know about e-readers. What do you guys know? Anything we don't? Anything we missed? Come on over and tell us about it. So next week is Book Club. We are reading The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. And we are posting discussion questions on our Instagram right now. So head over there and join in on the discussion. And you can find us everywhere at best underscore book club. And if you're not on Instagram, we still want to hear from you. So you can email us at best underscore book club at outlook.com. And you can let us know what you thought of the book. Yeah. Otherwise, we will see you next week. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye.